so yeah yeah you start a lot with so just because you, Probably 90% of the time. You run up on me, like, let's go. And I'm like, uh, so. So, what's And there up, it dude? is. Uh, not too much. So, welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. We're going to yeah, get that. We're going to yeah. throw that out there right away. We're teats, yo. We're teats, totes. We're teats, totes? Totes, teats, or what's whatever. That? I don't know. What is that, that sign? What is that? Everybody's been sharing this uh, sign on the interstate here where it's uh, telling kids to buckle up. Oh, Have you seen no. Those? Totally, something about yeet. Yeah, it's tote, totes yeet, yo. Boy, those things aren't cringeworthy, are they? Oh, they're all cringeworthy. <sighs> they're terrible. I wonder what the effectiveness. I'd like to see the science behind that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it makes me slow down. <laughs> I'm already buckled up. Well, I mean, you can't drive 55. I mean, if, if the weather's bad, obviously, maybe it reminds somebody, hey, slow it on down. Hey, yeah. man. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden they go, oh, my God. It is raining. When it's so, uh, you know, it's so many people, li- lives lost on Utah yeah. roads this year. I don't know. I don't know. I Travis, I don't know. I look at those things and think that must have been a lot of money that went toward this thing. That, <laughs> that I, I generally, I look at and go, Ugh. A group of people sat in a room and came up with that and decided, let's I mean, put that said, on the thing. Because here, here in Utah, we are rife with uh, lighted signs all over the place. <laughs> and I'll see advertisers about like put your cell phone down. I'm like on this sign that is absolutely there to make sure you take your eyes, eyes off, off the road. Indeed, yeah. Or the ones that it, it's rotating every like I don't yeah. know what three to five seconds. Yeah, you it find seems out about like. that horse show. You were, do you remember like a year or two ago when there was that horse show going on? And I think oh, this is. Yeah. A, I don't think this was uh, just endemic to Utah. I think everyone experienced when that. That show came to town. Yeah, it was you traveling the it was traveling the world, but it was here for like it's over like a month. That seems the greatest show. Yeah, and yeah, I was like everywhere you went, there were like every every nine hundred feet there was a giant sign for this purple horse show. The there's the one that travels. I think it comes here like twice a year. It's Chinese traditional dancers. I think I've seen that one too. Yeah, yeah that one's all over like, the place yeah, too. Like a green sign with a, a woman in a really flowing pink dress, maybe. Yeah, I always think. I wonder if people are going to that and like having the time of their lives and I'm missing out because I'm like, oh boy, another we, show. The, the horse one, and I can't remember what it's called, and I kind of don't want to remember, but um, on a lot, because we joked about that. We, you know, we'd be driving along the freeway and every <laughs> 30 yards I'd be saying like, hey guys, it's the greatest show. It's the greatest show. And we came home, we're like, I wonder, like the joke has become enough of a joke now, maybe we should check it out. And the tickets were really expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. So they just need like 15 people there to make their money. I guess they're so. that expensive. I guess so. I wonder if there's more or less accidents in a city like, say, Vegas, where there's a lot of uh, scantily clad women. It's either scantily clad women or uh, attorneys for drunk driving. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that tells what, you all you need to know. That's every billboard there. <laughs> is it the distraction or is it the drunk driving? I think it's both. Can you imagine being drunk and going like, boobies? I mean, I have. <laughs> oh, okay. While driving, though. <laughs> oh, oh. While that's driving different. on the interstate. That's, that's different. different. In the never, comfort of your own home, I ha- that's your I thing. I haven't performed the hat trick. That's what they call it, right? <laughs> the hat trick? Yeah. <laughs> it could be, yeah. <coughs> so, how did we get here? How did we get anywhere? How did we get the... <sighs> I think I brought up Where, that stupid you were, no, sign. No, you were talking yeah. about that yeet sign. That yeet. I don't even know what yeet means. You know, I thought it had to do with throwing things, but I, I am maybe... Hey, if, if only I had... A, an electronic device to look up yeet definition. I mean, I'm old, but I barely, I barely even get like a, 
uh, Keats and Yeats references in the Smith song. So I know they're poets or authors. I don't know. You know, they're, uh, they're fancy people. So this is what I did have told to me, and I, I guess it bears truth. Expressing a strong emotional reaction, often for humorous effect. So laughing? But but it does also say verb, throw something forcefully in a specified direction. Laughing isn't a good enough word for that. So, you know. It also means throwing. All right. That, do you remember well, that I'm one? Well, I'm going to yeet this conversation over to guy, you. That one guy yeeted his shoes at George Bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Back in the olden days. The oldest of days. The oldest of days. Not well, even well, Ellen remembers those days. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. There's, there is no need to go into that. <laughs> I learned this weekend that Ellen set is exactly like uh, that Epstein guy's island. <laughs> it's set up just like uh, whatever what his house. I, I, I was at, uh, after my show, I, so I, I headlined on Friday. It yes. went really well. If you're listening, thank you for coming. I didn't do any impressions, and I'll tell you why. It's not that I chickened out. Oh, that's right. You were, th- you were saying you might just uh, they throw it in there. St- they started dropping my checks like 20 minutes into my set because there was so many people there. And they didn't have enough waitresses, so they were they had to drop them early to make sure there was plenty of time to get them all done before I finished. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was way too early in the set to start like uh, doing uh, silly impressions and stuff like that. So I was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna not do that this time." I guess that, that, that's my uh, legitimate excuse. To, that's too bad. I'd kind of forgotten about that. I'd really wanted to hear how that went. I didn't. I actually. I, I wanted to do it, but yeah, the situation was like, oh, that, that's probably going to ruin the flow of what I'm doing right well, now. Lord, so. Lord knows you're going to so. do more sets, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Saturday, I went and I watched Eddie Ift, who's super funny, like, and such a good dude. He's, he's a great dude. He used to be, he used to have a podcast with Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. like, like 10 years ago or so. They had a bit of a falling out, but, but Eddie, Eddie's great. He's super funny and just a good dude. And then after that, it was uh, the tinfoil hat. Uh, podcast uh, with Sam Tripoli. He's a comic at uh, at the comedy store down in Hollywood. And then there's an MMA fighter named Eddie Bravo on it. And there's a couple other guys. And they didn't really do a podcast, but they were all just doing stand up. And it's a conspiracy theory podcast. So it was. It yeah. And they did a QA at the very end for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And so maybe you can tell me this. What is it? Was, the, it was fun. <laughs> are they, are they like conspiracy theory enthusiasts or are they conspiracy theory believers? I think there's, they're more enthusiasts than believers, but I think that they really, really, really enthused about it. Like it makes, <laughs> like, I think when you actually sit down and talk to them one-on-one, they're like, yeah, that does sound crazy. But isn't it fun to talk about that yeah. ki- that kind of thing? I I have a long-standing thing with uh, I'm kind of fascinated by conspiracy theories, and I am I am sure they're ones that are true, but I'm afraid to look too far into any of them because I've seen multiple I've known multiple people that once you open the door just a crack for conspiracy. They, I've seen people just kind of go all in and, right. you know, all of a sudden they're flat earthers and it's like, what, all you were doing was saying that maybe the government's not telling us everything about right. aliens and all of a sudden you're like, no, they're putting, they're putting cancer in your vaccinations. Yeah. I started listening so to, that uh, stuff kind of scares me. I was listening to Edward Snowden on uh, Joe Rogan on the way in here. So far, it's kind of boring, actually, to be honest with you. I would, it's him talking about a lot of bureaucracy in the government. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say is like Edward Snowden's. You know, Edward Snowden, number one, I think probably has some 
conspiracy credibility. He's not just some guy who looked at a Wikipedia. And Basically, then on, on top of that, like he probably isn't going to talk a lot about like aliens and hollow earth and things like that. Well, uh, he did say, I, I know what you want to talk about, Joe. And I, I, have I've looked while I w- had a high security, uh, clearance and aliens? for aliens. And I yeah, didn't Joe, see anything. Joe's He's like way into aliens. He, Basically, Edward Snowden said, I'm not saying the government has never found aliens or evidence of aliens, but if they have, they have hidden it very well because I looked and I couldn't find any. Huh. So anyway, but I, I have listened to the tinfoil a little bit here and there because it's it's fun. Well, yeah, I was going to say. But there are times where I'm like, all right, this is getting a little crazy or I'm like. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. And then I'm like, whoa, no, I don't agree with that at all. That's insane. <laughs> I want to find the, there was one it's that I It's easy to get to. drawn into because it's like, it's kind of like uh, us talking about, like we just watched the uh, episode nine trailer. Yeah. And whenever we see something like that pop up in, in our zeitgeist, we're, we're speculating and we're trying to figure it out. And it's fun to do that, even though, you know, maybe, maybe what we come up with has nothing to do with that actually is going to happen in the movie, but it's so fun just to sit there and speculate and try to, those kind of things can be kind of, things da- up. kind of dangerous because then you start, I mean, I think there, that's sort of the root of how you get like bad like bad comic or sci-fi or whatever right. fans is Star Wars in particular you you know you spend years like having your own head can of like this is this is who Sky Luke Skywalker becomes and then right or then uh you know um Last Jedi comes along and they're like that's not Luke Skywalker <laughs> that's not that's my not Luke he he's supposed <laughs> to be good all the way they used I think they used a word and I'm paraphrasing Kind of like a conspiracy tainment. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of fun to watch people get excited about it, and some people are a little kooky. I'll admit it. Yeah. And uh, Eddie even was look. I was sitting next to Eddie Ift while it was going on, and we looked at each other at one point, and we were like, "All right, I think this is how cults start." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that that too. Like I. Again, I told you, I, I saw at least one person go from being a kind of, um, kind of socially, socially awkward, even uh, just someone who was different, someone who was different, right? socially different and seeing them kind of, the, it's almost like they're the, the, what made them different kind of got preyed upon and sucked them into, <clears throat> and then those people find, you know, you have the internet so you have groups and then that you insulate yourself from people who can convince you hey you're kind of getting a little out there right because you have your online group with all you no no you know you gotta that's how that's how scientology kind of is supposedly is that once right. family comes in and goes hey man you're getting deep into this thing like no you got to cut those people out of your life they're trying to steal your happiness and it, it like a, a normal well-adjusted person whose chemicals are properly balanced it's fine to like dip into that kind of stuff and have a little fun with it or play violent video games or, or watch Joker <laughs> or things like that. It's, it's the outliers. Maybe somebody either is mis prescribed medications or they've never been prescribed medications, things like that. I think that's where, that's where you get people doing things that they ought not be doing. And sometimes maybe it's seclusion. I don't know. I mean, it's, that's not really what we were going to talk about tonight. You but get, you get you get groups of people who need to be 
need to either be shepherded through something that's wrong or need to feel ashamed of themselves. Like if you want to talk about like Joker, mm-hmm. the kind. Did of you the, see it yet? I, I, I'm kind of not really. I'm Honestly, not you really can see it on. It. You can see it on Redbox, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'll, in I'm, my I'll probably watch it when it comes out. I'm not super interested in going to the theater. Eddie Ift, another comic. That's the that's the third comic I've talked to about it that did not like it. But it's a, it's the same thing as Fight Club in that there is a group, there is a type of person who needs to be shepherded through something that happens to them in their life and say like, no, this anger you're feeling is wrong. You are approaching this from the wrong angle. Right. They need someone to tell them that and they need someone to help them see what's wrong inside of them. A well-balanced person will see Joker and go, oh man, I, I hope I haven't caused anybody that kind of pain in their life by my actions. Like, because the, everybody in the movie treats Arthur horribly, to be honest with you, everybody. Not there's there's one person in the entire movie that he says you were always nice to me, hmm. and he, you know, he kills them. No. Oh, okay. No, actually, I figured that was going to be the actually that no. was the tragedy of it is he no. kills the only person who's nice to him. No, and you, you think he's going to, but he doesn't. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but yeah, I, it's probably the character who's nice to him through the whole movie. Yeah, but I think. The, when I was watching it, it was making me think of things like that. Like, oh man, I maybe I should look for people that uh, are similar to that. Maybe maybe they just need a simple hello, or you know, I I should be more outgoing and friendly to people instead of just passing them on the street. I mean, that's the kind of thing I was thinking. But other people, if you're you know, if you're just frustrated and you feel like everybody's against you, then maybe you get the wrong. The Fight Club. Well, it's a it, it, <laughs> following it for it. It taps into. I mean, I, why beat around the bush? It taps into the sort of men's right at rights kind of people of like, oh, you know, a girl was mean to me, so uh, maybe I should be mean to them. Like, maybe you should take a look at yourself and see what you need. See, everybody's talking about like incels for this movie, and to be honest with you, the the only woman he has any interaction with in the movie made eye contact with him and just kind of like you know, spoke to him on the elevator. She, she wasn't rude to him. It's mostly men in this movie that are terrible to him. Well, that was uh, coming up to the release. The assumption was, cause I mean, honestly, a lot of the, like a, uh, like a Maleficent or a, uh, what is that? The, um, great and powerful Oz or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you take characters like that and like the wicked witch and it ends up, I think both in both those movies, it ends up the reason that they go evil is because a guy was a guy to them. Right. This, I so will the say, assumption you want to make maybe about the Joker is part of the story they tell is that a woman, you know, because it shows everybody else being mean to him. So you figure there's probably a plot, a plot in there where a woman takes advantage of him. He is kind of obsessed with the woman in the movie. But, I mean... She's not rude to him until the point that he breaks into her apartment and is sitting there when she gets home yeah. and she tells him you need to get out of here. If if that's considered rude, I guess. <laughs> I think that's a pretty normal response if some weird dude is sitting in your room or in your apartment crying <laughs> like sobbing, uh you'd be like you need to get out of here. I think my kid um, is here. And that that's pretty cut and dry, but I think that there are I think that that is a version of what those sort of MR MRA types like they're micro versions of that of I did something that's much smaller of that but still also 
overstepping a boundary and I got spurned for it, but I was trying to, like, I guess in the movie, from what you're telling me, and as someone who has not seen the movie, but obviously can speak upon it, the thing is, is that he feels like he was doing something uh, that showed affection, I guess. I think and got in his away because of it. No, mostly, pretty much most interactions. I don't want to spoil the movie by saying you this, but there's a lot of there's enough um, imaginary interactions in his head that looking back on the movie, I don't even know what's real and what isn't. The entire movie, for all I know, could have been inside his head until the very last scene. It's not clear. It's totally left up for interpretation. So all of the terrible things that he did, he does in the movie could have been in his head the entire time in a cell at Arkham. Yeah. So I don't know what really happened and what didn't. What do you, again, what do you think DC movies are going to look like in five years? I think they're going to look exactly the same I mean, as they do now. Joker, Joker's not, Joker's not going to be a part of whatever their cinematic. Yeah. I don't think he has anything to do with the Batman movies that are coming out. So I think it's, I think it's just going to be kind of like it is now. Like the the Batman's going to be a separate thing. I kind of feel like is the new is Robert Pattinson Batman is the Batman? Are they going to weave that in? I don't think so. I don't think there's plans well, to Joker. do. It, but I'm I don't talking know. About, are they going to weave that into? Because they're going to make no. More I don't think Wonder they are. Woman, and they're going to make more Aquaman. Yeah, they're going to do another Aquaman and Wonder. I guess we'll find out when when Wonder Woman comes out and see. If Wonder Woman even makes a reference to Aquaman, because there's well, Wonder one Woman's a prequel. The new, the next Wonder Woman's a prequel. True. It's a yeah, that's 80s, true. Right? Yeah, because it's 1984. So I don't know. I, I mean, you can always have flash forwards and flashbacks too. Is Robert Pattinson Batman going to be a flashback, but still in the same like? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a com- in the Batman. I think it's going to be like the Christian Bale Batman's. I think it's going to be its its own thing. I don't think they're going to tie Batman back in at all. And they might just kind of let Superman disappear for 10 years and then just reboot it eventually. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think <laughs> that. That speaks a lot that I wasn't even I'd kind of forgotten that Superman was a thing. <laughs> I think at this point you can reboot Green Lantern, possibly just keep going with Aquaman because that movie was super fun. People loved it. Same with uh, Wonder Woman. And then go from there. I mean, just just keep making these single movies. And then if you ever get to the point that you want to reboot Justice League 10 years down the road, then go ahead and do it. But I don't know. It, it's it's really weird and disjointed, and it really bugs me. I, I don't want it to bug me. But when you look at how Marvel weaved everything together. And now I read a story that they're going to, once the moratorium on the Netflix shows goes away... They might weave some of those characters into the MCU. They specifically mentioned uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but if you're going to weave in Jessica Jones, you're going to need to get Luke Cage. You kind of need Luke Cage in there, and Luke Cage, honestly, Luke Cage was the most likable of all of those characters. You're going to have to get Iron Fist. Maybe that. Maybe that's the weight that's dragging Luke Cage down. Are are they talking? They're going to weave the characters in the like the Marvel characters. The actors. the actors from those movies Weird. could be brought into the MCU, but right, like, apparently right now there's a moratorium. They can't use them. That's why we didn't see them in Endgame or anything like that. Well, they never... And you might even get some of the... Like maybe uh, Daisy from uh, 
Agents of Shield or something like that, See, or Melinda May weaved in. Agents there. of Shield was very, um, very. What's the word I'm looking for? Like they were upfront about this takes place in the movie universe. Yeah, but it was also like a Z storyline in there. You know what I mean? I mean? That's the like, same. The Marvel Netflix stuff. The only thing they ever really did was make reference to quote unquote the incident, and they right. never said the actual names of the characters. Right. They referred to them as descriptions of, like I said, that they would call. They would call Thor Hammer Guy, or they would call Iron Man, you know, like Armor Guy. They mm-hmm. they would they would do like like Costco brand names for all the heroes, and they would they would never say what happened. They would talk about the incident. I think it would be cool if they did in a Defenders movie or something like that. I never did even watch Defenders. That, I didn't either. But all of this stuff has gotten to where it's kind of overwhelming, and I gloss a lot of it anymore. I think if you can drop. I mean, they, you've already got the backstories of all these characters. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's really a diehard fan, they can go to Netflix and watch those. They're still on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix owns the rights to those, as far as I know, to those series. So they're still going to be there. But you can still take the actors and just jump on a story and have fun with it. I don't think... That's funny you say they're gonna, they want to weave in Jessica Jones because what Jessica Jones is does not work for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... They need strong female characters for sure. Certainly, but she's also way dark. She's also a star though, too. Yeah. Kristen Ritter, she's she's a name. I mean, she's not Scarlett Johansson, but she is a name. She's a respected actress. Sure. And, you know, she's been in lots of movies and that's a way to to get more eyes on that project is to have somebody because Charlie Cox, bless his heart, he's not famous or anything like that. She's she's the name of all of those. Oh well, some of us of in this series. room watch Boardwalk Empire. So, oh, is he on Boardwalk? I, I don't that's know. A, that's a Daredevil him. guy, right? Th- is that Charlie Cox? I think. I think I got his name. Maybe I got his name wrong. I don't know. Whoever. I thought that's his name. <laughs> I think I. I it's Charlie something or other. No, the guy that was Daredevil was in uh, was in like a season of Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. That's where I, that's where I had known him from. All right. But uh, it was Steve Buscemi. That that series was really good. I really liked Boardwalk. Empire. I think it's available on Amazon Prime now. Maybe I should give it, it, was a, HBO give it a try. It's, I, I still need to watch more Deadwood. I haven't watched Deadwood for months now. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, the only thing out. I'd warn against. Like, have you ever watched? Uh, you ever watched any of um, Game of Thrones? Not a single second. Oh yeah, no. I will say that it's uh, not on Amazon Prime. Or else Boardwalk Empire was one of the most uh, sexually explicit shows that I had seen for the first couple of seasons. But that's that's a hard thing about. That doesn't seem like carnival folks. Well, <laughs> no, this was not carnival folks. Oh, I thought it was about carnival people. It's about no, it's about boardwalk. It's the boardwalk empire. Okay, it's about boardwalk folks. Boardwalk folks. So, <laughs> like a Coney Island type yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Coney Island during Prohibition. But the one with Orlando Bloom is about carnival people. Well, I mean, that one is strictly. I'm trying not to say carnies. World. Yeah, because I feel like in five years that's going to be like a like you can't say that anymore. I watched an episode of Carnival Row. Uh, my wife was watching it and she said, "I don't know." That was I, I was like, "How was it?" I don't know. <laughs> it was it was in the, along the lines of like I think I want to watch keep watching this. It's okay. Hmm. There's uh, fairies. There are, there are fairies. They're fairy folk. They are fairy folk. Is there any other type of like uh, creatures? Yeah, yeah. There's. Um, any of note? Do we get some like uh, uh, manatars or mantars or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Mantar was a wrestler. Minotaur, Minotaur is the one that's a part horse, and then it's centaur that's the. Oh uh, yeah, centaurs. There's centaurs, and then there was there was a reference to maybe Cthulhu's. What's a Cthulhu? 
Have you ever seen a, like the big squid face, like Elder God thing? No, there's a squid face did you person. See the, did you see the first Hellboy? Yes. Uh, yeah, the, like the thing at the the thing, uh, like all of those uh, Elder God things. Like they got big squiddy faces and just a lot of mm. tentacles and grossness, and they cause you to go insane. So they're probably really popular in Japan because I know what kind of adult things they like over in Japan. Travis. I hear what it on you podcasts. Into? I'm not into it. Oh, sure. I hear people make jokes I about it. I it somewhere. I hear people talk Senpai. about it. That's where most of <laughs> most of my uh, knowledge about anything is just listening to people talk about it. There, and I pay attention. There is a level of truth to that. Is I, I, there are a lot of things. I was at work today and was riffing and making a lot of jokes about like guys' dongs in movies. And I was like, why do I know so much about guys' dongs in movies? Just like... It's a funny thing to talk about. Uh, I watched Stuber. I forgot about this. I Whose f- dong was in, Sco- in Stuber? <laughs> I just saw, you know how the little green thing comes up and it says why it's rated R? And it said, brief graphic nudity. And I told my wife, I was like, there's a wiener in this. Yeah. That's what they say for brief, brief graphic nudity. It was just a guy. <laughs> they were in like a, a male stripper locker room. And it was just a guy that walks behind while he's FaceTiming a girl. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, righteous gemstones seem to have a running thing where I, I, I referred to it as there's a lot of cursed dong in that movie or not in that movie in, in the that series show. Like, each episode there would be one or two moments where you would see a dong that's like nobody wanted to see this I don't think anybody ever wants to see it even if even if that's what you're into do you really want to see it I don't I don't Travis, that is it's a question. It's kind of like it's like Jaws. That is a question that vexes me because you see uh, it at the end when you need to. I am up till then. I'm, it's a mystery. I am genuinely of the belief that women, by and large, are not ex- excited by dong as like say guys are so. by you know female nudity. Like most of the time, they're like, I'd, I'd really rather not see that. Which is funny because they have it. Th- single women have it thrust upon them at a like you know alarming rate of you know random dong and the, and most of them that i talk to as as someone who's not single are kind of like like i wish i don't really they're kind of gross right they're I mean, functionally great visually ugh, they're they're cthulhu's even functionally not that great functionally kind of like well, maybe you're not <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying it's not very practical but there are there are some of them that, that they're like can you imagine if you're a caveman? Just think about the mosquito bites alone. <laughs> we're, we're talking about dong durability now. I mean, if you cavemen, they didn't have dong, they didn't have danger. They didn't have the the coverings that we I don't did. Oh man, I saw that I saw that movie with Ringo Starr in it and Dennis. Quaid. <laughs> Speaking of Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid, the Dennis Quaid news. Oh this week. yeah, his his <laughs> fiance. <laughs> He's 65, she's 65, 26. She's 26. Wow. She's almost three of him. Almost. Wow. That is something that's, I don't know if it's impressive or just sad. No, it's not. It, it's not. I mean, it's impressive in as much as he's Dennis Quaid. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm old fashioned. I, th- I think it's weird. No, it's, I, so. He probably has grandkids that of, are that age. It's kind of both things, Travis. It's kind of, it's definitely, is it weird? Definitely. On the other hand, <laughs> if you're Dennis Quaid, who's making Dennis Quaid, you know, it lives in Dennis Quaid money, lives right. in Dennis Quaid lifestyle, 
looks like Dennis Quaid looks, which right. you know, for a guy who's sixty five, he still looks pretty Quaidy. He always, I always thought he looked like a mashup of Harrison Ford and uh, Steve Martin. You're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. I, you say, I always thought he looked like Randy Quaid for some reason. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, but if you're if you're Dennis Quaid, there is a likelihood that if you're trying to go out and be social, you probably have a lot of young women who want to get to know you not even for nefarious reasons just right you know and he's still an attractive guy you're still an attractive guy right like like i am i'm in a weird split of uh i've listened i've listened to a lot of women talk about like men of that age and how like immature they are that they won't date mature women Mm -hmm. what do you think dennis quaid's mature (laughs) women prospects are like that's not and that's not to speak anything of the that's not to speak anything of the quality of the woman. I'm speaking strictly kind of about like how often is Den- is a guy like Dennis Quaid running across women kind of his age that want to get to know Dennis Quaid? I don't know. Versus, probably. Versus like he's out at an event and young women are like, oh, Dennis. Like I just – it's just a matter of like I, I'm very split on – I'm not saying he should date a 65-year-old. I, I'm in this – no, uh, Travis, I am with you. I'm saying – it's definitely weird, but at the same time, I'm just, I look at it like this. What's a normal ass person going to do? I'm 42. Let alone a Dennis Quaid. I'm 42. He's 23 years older than me. He's an entire generation older than me. Yes. And then I know people that are 26. I have a son that's 23. Yes. Yes. I have a son that's almost 20. So... A 26-year-old to me seems super young to me at 42. In no, hey. She's she's what uh, 16 years younger than, than us, and that seems hey. super young. 100% agree. <laughs> 100% agree. It's probably just that it's really weird being Dennis Quaid, and if you're Dennis Quaid... <laughs> right. Like, I, I just... It, it's a weird equation in my... It, it's, it's an equation... <laughs> Right. A Dennis Quajan. Half your age plus seven. So that would be, he could date somebody that's basically like 39 or 40 and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Half your age plus seven. Again, I... I, Half your age plus seven is... I don't even think I can really... 28 for us. So she's younger than what would be creepy for us. Yes. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, Again, (laughs) I'm right there with you, buddy. I just like... if you're, I just, it's got to be weird. He for played Quaid. Scarlett Johansson's father in a movie, and, he's, and, and he's, she's in her 30s. And he's marrying her. <laughs> Dennis Quaid is basically saying, Look, this stuff gets thrown at me all the time, but I'm, I'm locking it down with this. He's one. making her an honest young woman <laughs> yeah, out of he's her. Making her. He's making her an honest college student. <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, got, I got down a weird hole of thinking about, just like I said, completely split of. This is 100% weird and gross. But I guess if I was Dennis Quaid, like, look, I'm 65. I've got like seven or eight more years where, you know, like, shit, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. I don't know, man. Hey, some guys that age buy Corvettes. Others <laughs> marry a woman named he's, Corvette. He's, he's marrying a Corvette. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't. Hey, and okay. Okay. Let's even, let, let's go. Trav. Yeah, Jake. Let's, let's, yes. go, let's go deeper. Okay, we're going deeper. Okay, on the surface level, gross. Mm-hmm. He's marrying her. Mm-hmm. What if they have like a really healthy relationship? 
I mean, it's possible. You know, he can tell her about the Great Depression, and she can tell him about Yeats. What if, like, what if it was like, what if it was like, like, okay, if you found out Dennis Quaid was a party, and a twenty-six-year-old kind of came on to him, and he went and did a thing for one night, you'd go like, "Wow, that's crazy." You know what? You know what? I'm just so. Thinking what if of? it started as that, and then like she called him the morning and said, "Dennis, like." While we were out drinking, you talked about how you're way into Voltaire. I'm into Voltaire. And they bonded. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, they, like they go shopping together on weekends. And, like, you know, they, they put a puzzle together for fun. And, like, you know, they, they, they've talked about feelings. And, like, she's really helped him work through some stuff. But he's 65 and she's 26. You know those memes where it's, like, baby boomers yelling and then millennials yelling? Yeah. And then it's, like, Gen X is being cool or whatever. They're just, they're trying to bring baby boomers and millennials together. <laughs> yeah, Can yeah you, that's what they're doing. The wedding is going to be the, the great uh, conjunction I don't know. It's like <laughs> from I said, Dark Crystal of, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> of millennials and baby boomers. At their, at their nuptials, <laughs> after they say I do, they're going to turn around and stand together and there's going to be like a giant <laughs> six-armed thing that like flies away to its home planet. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like... Yeah, like I said, 100% like gross, maybe immature on his part, like kind of not a great look for like hey man, there's there's women your age out there who could use who could, you know, be mature with. Right. But it's just like like I don't know, man. I guess probably what it comes down to is when I'm 65, if a 26-year-old woman came on to me, I'd probably be like I I've got to do this thing. <laughs> I, I think basically what it is and, is And that makes me gross, but like I I guess I'm, I'm I'm just a weak person, Travis. You're trying to be nice and say maybe it works out. It just it seems to never work out. I don't know that I'm saying like trying to say it's nice and it's going to work out. Maybe I'm they're great to say, together. Is what you're I'm saying. trying to say, Dennis Quaid, you're doing something wrong. But I, I guess I understand. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I don't know. Or it's a. I think I told you before. Uh, I think maybe was, maybe he had some fruit snacks and at the club when they met. And I was listening to Greg Proops. Just love at first. Fruit gusher. I don't know. I was I was listening to Greg Proop's podcast once, and he was talking about infidelity, okay, and how and people being sanctimonious about infidelity, especially with like uh, with Hollywood types. And the the quote that he um, the quote that he paraphrased, which I'm probably paraphrasing again, was something to the effect of, "It's real easy to be sanctimonious when no one's trying to f you," which was to say like, right, it's really easy to get on your high horse when you're not like an NBA star who got married and every night it like literally can't go out and do things because it's like look player x if you go to anywhere social you are going to have people throwing themselves at you and right no i get it you can only you can only trust say me, no I know, to that for so long i know comics trust me i get it <laughs> okay i i see it all the time i'm like be you're married oh yeah okay okay that's just that's your so i guess it's, or maybe i'm looking at dennis quaid in that corner of like probably he he should be a responsible adult and live within a circle where he's going to meet the right woman for his age set. Mm-hmm. But he's also probably goes and promotes things and gets hit on all the time. Yeah, and he only has so much resolve. And then they both found out that they you know that they cried at the end of the Notebook and they're like, "Wow, you're into that." And How he was like, "I was the grandpa in the Notebook." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I'm. I'm just split. Super gross. She's a big huh. Inner Space fan. Who isn't? Inner Space is a good movie. Yeah. 
where he yeah, met like one of his wives, Meg Ryan. Yep, Meg Ryan. How do you let go of Meg Ryan? I don't know. She's just so she's just oh, so I lovable. Think, I think Meg Ryan actually kind of she hooked up with uh, Russell Crowe, if I remember correctly. I think oh, that's yeah. how that that stopped working. She Oof. did a movie with Russell Crowe. From all you've heard about Russell Crowe, how does he pull something like Meg? Pull someone like Meg Ryan. Some ladies like aggro dudes. I've got a bit I'm working on. Yeah, about. Okay. That's why they exist. Okay. There's a reason there's like aggro douchebags in the world. It's because kinda, there are some women that are attracted to that. I feel kind of gross about the hole that I've dragged us down. <laughs> That's I all right. I feel very Cthulhu about it. I will say Stuber, not that good. No, that bums me out. I want that movie to be good. It was all right. It just, yeah. it, it was okay. They're, like not funny, like uh, too too much, or so you know, Camille or Batista's just not great in it, or Camille was fine in it. Batista, if it was, I don't want to bash on Batista because I do like him as an actor, but is he maybe not someone who carries a movie? Probably not. Honestly, if it was The Rock, it might have been better. Because like, you know, he he's he's great as Drax. Um, the, he's. He's not in a ton of the the newer Blade Runner movie, but he's good in the little bit that he's in. I think part of the problem is he's playing a guy who's visually impaired because he had LASIK, LASIK surgery. surgery yeah. So a lot of the times he's just bumping into things and or he's looking down or he's trying to focus and I don't know, maybe maybe it just didn't work. I don't know. He didn't seem blind. It's, it's, it's not, not even that. It's just, not I don't know. Not as convincing as, say, Richard Pryor? There's a huge plot hole in the movie of why didn't a cop just come and get him and drive him around. And there's a deleted scene where he says, uh, he calls his captain and the captain's like, no, you can't, blah, blah, blah. This is why. But if you're just watching the movie, you're like, why doesn't a cop come and get him? Well, that that's a, yeah, I mean, that... That is some some movies you definitely have to, if you want to enjoy that, you have to decide if you're willing to let go of something like it that. It was just it just wasn't great. It, Karen Gillan's in it till she gets shot in the very first scene of the movie. But. You know, let's let's take <laughs> let's take the John Wick trilogy. How does all that cross city violence happen? And there it isn't like like if let's just say um, John Wick three Portobello Mushroom happened. New York would be shut down in a 9-11 fashion. Right. Yeah. Just people like someone, littering the streets. A, a group <laughs> Their of bodies. people on motorbikes had a samurai fight on the bridge. That is so cool, man. And then so cool. And he, oh, yeah. It is so cool. And then he <laughs> continued to rampage and destroy things across the city, across the world. Lots of things blew up across the world. And... Or, or um, you know, the Fast and Furious movies, they have these rip-ass, you know, car that, like, damage to all over the city. And then the next day, they're just down on the street doing it again. Like, if something... Right. If some... Like, uh, is it six that they do the drone thing? Is it six or seven? I don't even remember. Do you know which one I'm talking about? They all blend together. The one where The Rock pulls the minigun out of the drone and shooting things with it? I honestly don't remember. Like... You it honestly all, don't it remember all, at all? Or do you remember no, what I'm talking about? I don't remember what you're talking There's about. There's one of them, and I, I think it, I can't remember whether it's six or seven, where um, it, it's the one where uh, where uh, Jason Statham is the super bad guy, and it's where okay. him and 
Him and the him that and I Vin think Diesel have the like broken metal slash giant wrench fight at the end. I think that's seven. Okay. Well, because eight Statham's a good guy, and then nine is in production now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cardi B's going to be in it. We just found out. Well, today. good. I, I also saw some stuff today that maybe I'm uh, not a hundred percent sure who Cardi B is. Uh, <laughs> I know I she's like I a, shouldn't have said she's uh, a rapper. Just been quiet and she's a rapper, that. but I, I guess I'm to the age now. I was it's, like, I know she's a rapper, but other than that, I really don't know. It's much just who out, she it's is. outside of my interest. Yeah, you, it's you, 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 you know, more power to. Cardi. I think, I think, honestly, I think Cardi B is fine. That <laughs> I don't really know. Sure. I kinda know who she is, but only kinda. And I think Cardi B, if she was here right now, would say, "That's cool." Oh, from what from the little bit I seem to understand of Cardi B, if she was in this room and you didn't know who she was, she would be very mad at you. Okay. Well, I guess. See, I, like I said, I don't Again, know who she is. Might be misunderstood, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, Stuber. Oh, I think well, I think the thing I don't like about Stuber is it's a total like aggro guy and a total like beta guy, and it's just they're they're that's that's their whole character. He's big, strong throw people around and then uh kumail is just little guy like women push him around and everybody pushes him around and it's like they're just stereotypes basically I mean, that's Taylor's in a buddy movie time. i know it, rhyme. it just wasn't there wasn't much to them i don't know it was just okay isn't i didn't that, i didn't hate it but it was okay isn't that basically what the that rock kevin hart movies are haven't seen them isn't that basically? I saw what, Jumanji. That's the only movie I've seen both of them what in. The ride along movies are. I haven't seen isn't them. That basic. Thing? I don't know. I I'm kind of burnt out on buddy movies, to be honest with you. Unless what? there's unless there's really something that's going to draw me in. If it's mm. just like uh, what's the one with uh, Wahlberg and the uh, other guys? You know, yeah. I never saw the other guys even. I, I again, I'm. It's I'm, just I'm I'm worn out on buddy movies. Uh, the other guys is really well regarded. I watched it and it's it's funny, but also I'm I've told you before I'm I just uh, Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell is cilantro for me. <laughs> he tastes like soap. He tastes like soap. <laughs> His comedy tastes like soap to me. Other people love it and rightly so, but I have that gene that makes Will Ferrell's comedy taste like soap. Right. No, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of stuff he does. It's also, cringy not, to me. Not a super big fan of Mark Wahlberg, but you know. Ah, speaking of Wahlberg. Speaking of Wahlberg, you watched a movie with Wahlberg in it that I do I do like for the most part. I finally saw The Departed. The Departed. That's one of the movie, you know, the things that everybody's always talked about that you saw one I hear the, references to and one I'm of like fast and now you got to watch The Town. The Town. Oh yeah, that one's what Ben Affleck and yeah, uh, Ben Affleck. Who else is in that one? Uh, is Jeremy Renner in that? Uh, might be. Jeremy Jeremy Renner might get recast. Jeremy Jeremy Renner should get recast. He's he's in a a bit of a pickle right now. Hey man, they did it with they did it with the War Machine character. There's no reason why they can't do it with him. Yeah, I don't see a reason they could. They can, I don't they know could throw in uh old uh what's his name? Uh you know the Martian. They could throw in the Martian. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, yeah. Matt Damon's already a Marvel character though, canonically. Uh, not he's really. An Asgardian. Not really. That's just uh I mean, he was wearing a black wig too. Yes. It was more of a cameo than anything else. And you could always say that was that was Loki playing with, with the future or something. Perhaps. I don't know. Anyway, uh The Departed. Good movie. Uh the 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 cross it was like a sliding door story. I thought when they both uh fell in love with the same woman, it got a little too like that's a little too unrealistic. 
that they'd both fall in love with this same woman yeah. and not find out about each other until the very end of the movie. Yeah. But it was it was really good, really enjoyable. I like Jack Leonardo Nicholson. DiCaprio in that a lot. Jack good. Nicholson is way Jack Nicholson in it. You really wanted Matt Damon to get shot so bad. He's such a prick in that that's, movie. That's good because you, you get your wish. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, this movie's been out for like six or... Oh, no. The maybe part, it's the 13 is, years. The Departed has been out for a while. I think it's yeah. like 2006, yeah, so no, it's like 13 years old. If you haven't seen old. The Departed, you don't deserve spoiler warning. When Leo gets shot in the head, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Just wow. out of nowhere. You know what? I'm pretty impressed that you did not know that was a thing that happened. I've no, seen, I didn't. I've seen a gif of that lots oh, of times really? floating around the internet of just the, the he's doors got, opening him him getting shot. He's yeah. arrested Matt Damon. He's going to turn him in. He's going to, you know, all and then the... The elevator door opens and boom, right in the head, he's dead. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just a series of that's a bummer, dude. Everybody that shooting goes everybody. And then uh, old uh, what's his name? You know, uh, yeah, Marky Mark shows up at the end. You mean Mark? Out Mark of Wahlberg? Nowhere. Yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. So unnecessarily, been angry gone for an hour. Whole movie. Yeah, he he's kind of a dirtbag. I mean, he's a good dirtbag. Dirtbag with a heart of gold. He's a jerk. How about that? Heart of pewter. <laughs> not not quite black, but maybe not the, not the biggest, the best metal. A lot of good acting going on in that movie. A lot say, of good acting. There was a specific part in that movie where Jack Nicholson does something. And when it happens, I go, Jack Nicholson came to the set with that thing and told them he was going to do it. And no one got to tell him not to do it. What was it? The part in the movie theater with Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson showed up that day and goes, talk about not I'm wanting gonna, to see that <laughs> Jack Nicholson showed up to the set and said I got this thing and I'm gonna do this and Martin Scorsese was like I don't know if that's a good idea he's like tough shit I'm Jack Nicholson and even Martin Scorsese had to be like alright film him with the film him with the dildo it, it doesn't make any sense but I guess film him with it uh, that he padded that he padded it was fun though uh, no it's a, it's a really like good movie, movie. Yeah. I like that movie yeah it was good so that, that was part is a Scorsese, right? I believe so. Yeah. Am I up in the night? God. Yes, I think it is. Scorsese in the news. <laughs> yeah, apparently he, uh, Scorsese and Coppola, do not care for the Marvel movies, and no, people are upset about well, it. That, and I honestly don't know why anybody cares. Trying well, so Scorsese said that thing, and he's uh, movie royalty, right? So now all the people who are way into film who <clears> don't <throat> like Marvel movies can be like, hey. Movie God says they're not even movies. What do you think of that? And the reaction has been equally dumb. <laughs> People's it's, reaction to it has been super dumb. It's equivalent to uh, Dr. Dre saying he doesn't like Florida Georgia line. I, yeah, they're both in music. They're completely different. Well, it's who cares if they don't know, like it. You don't have to like everything. The, the shooting back of like, hey, you know, you know, Martin Scorsese, Marvel movies are way more profitable than yours. Like that's that's not winning. That's not winning against Martin Scorsese. That's not He's a good Martin artistic. Scorsese. That's not an artistic argument right there. Yeah, because the I see I see a lot of comedians that are making a lot of money, and I don't think they're any good at all. There's a lot. They're just. The the thing that you want to do is just go, you know what? That is definitely something Martin Scorsese would say, and he's not entirely wrong. Him they are what they are. We saying, love them. The hard thing not to latch on is saying it's not cinema. And the, the thing about it is, Martin Scorsese would say that about lots of movies. He, he probably just, would say it about some, Star Wars and some Star dumbass, Trek. And... Some dumbass quote-unquote journalist 
decided to ask Martin Scorsese what he thinks of Marvel movies, which of course he's going to go like they're, they're, they're just you know of course he he probably looks at Marvel movies the same way I look at like the Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's not for me. I'm not, not going to waste my time with and it. And now it's a and now since he did that and because shitty film nerds latched onto it and be and shitty Marvel fans, you know did exactly what shitty film nerds wanted to do. And like, they're like, Hey, our God says you're not movies. And they clap, you know, they think that their clapback is gonna be like, well, we make more money. Like, no, you're not, you are giving them the exact answer they want is right. to take your butt hurt. Like Martin Scorsese doesn't like him. Great. Sure. Yeah. I saw, I read that and I was like, Oh, but because he, Oh, well, because there's a backlash <laughs> against Scorsese, his boy Coppola has got to come in and go like, right. Not only that, they're despicable. And Coppola helped make Captain EO, everybody. Just remember that. <laughs> and not, not Francis Ford Coppola, was it Jack that he did? Did he do Jack? I think he might have done Jack. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. I forgot all about that movie. <laughs> that was basically Mork. It was just Robin Williams playing a child. But <laughs> kind of um, like Mork from Ork. <laughs> uh yep, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Wow regardless of that and, and that doesn't take away from any of the masterpieces they've done yeah he's also done some way the hell good stuff i'm to the point he did in my the conversa- life i think he did the conversation and the conversation is really good hmm. that is some hackman action i just don't care if people like something or don't like it it doesn't make my enjoyment of, of that any less or better just because somebody else likes something that i like doesn't mean i'm gonna like it more so why does it mean that i should like something less because Everybody is so like. What, what's, just, the, what's the psychological term? Codependent. Everybody is so codependent. I'm just like I need everybody on. to like everything that I like, or else it invalidates me as a person. No, I'm just it way down. I'm way down on nerds of all stripes being jerks because it just makes it so hard to have an honest conversation about something you like. Right. And are they kind of probably elitist pricks? Probably. But who cares? But, but because of that, now there's a cottage industry of journalists, quote unquote journalists, and and shitty filmers being like wanting to collect the infinity directors of like getting like, hey man, I, <laughs> I need, I need to know stone. what Quentin Tarantino thinks of Marvel movies. <laughs> I need to know what. Well, basically they're going like, I need to know what a bunch of real of like cinema royalty thinks about these movies. That kind of you already know what they're going to think. Like right. David Lynch is going to hate Marvel movies. Don't ask him about it because he's going to hate them, and that's fine. David Lynch is amazing. He's going to hate Marvel movies, and that's fine. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't matter. If you like it, then like it. That's that's all that matters in this world. If you like it, if you want to do it, then do it. Yeah, Who don't, cares? Don't Unless don't like, it's illegal and it involves children or something only, or hurting people. The only thing that really kind of irked me about that is saying they're not cinema. Well, the that, that's, that's the elitist a, prick of it. Like, the concept of they are that cinema wearing a beret is it's a construct. You know what? I I guarantee John Ford saw uh, <laughs> something that Francis Ford Coppola did that like Jack or or The Godfather. You know, and like, well, that's not what I do. I make Western. I've also you know? like um, there's something I don't entirely understand about how just outright brutal directors are toward each other, which. You, you're it's the into same thing with comics. I was just going to say, you're into stand-up comedy, so you see it. But like, 
I've watched I watched a video of I think it was John Carpenter like just going to town on George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, it's a very very old clip. Hmm. I think it might even have been on the set of maybe the first Halloween. But I think part of it also is I think these these directors who make really great films have people wanting them to be like, "Hey, I know you make these great films. I want you to talk about how you like this thing that I'm into." And I think they get kind of, I think there's a part where that like I think someone like Martin Scorsese gets irked at like, "Hey Martin, what do you think of Marvel movies?" Is like, "I you want me to like this thing and I don't." Right. And it's kind of annoying me that you there's, want me to like there's it. There's probably also a little bit of jealousy in there. Like I've worked cannot, my whole life and I all anybody imagine, cares about I cannot imagine Martin Scorsese's jealous of that uh, stuff. I guarantee he's jealous. I cannot. I guarantee that, that he that of all the things that he's made and they're critically acclaimed and stuff like that, it's never even going to come close to to you know the Avengers Endgame or something like that. You know I, what I mean? You know, I'm that definitely has to be like if if nothing else, that's like a that's a thorn in his in his shoe or something. You know what I mean? I, I, can't, I guarantee. I really, I really don't believe that. No. People in Hollywood are so petty and jealous. I guarantee that's part of it. I mean, I hey, guarantee. Hey, Travis, guess what? What? I guarantee that's not it. That's a double T guarantee. I, I don't. I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's a maybe a bitter I think they're old man. all that. I think they're all that way, and that's what makes them great. Look okay. at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is oh. the most bitter, toxic person on the planet, <laughs> he but he's also the, the best worst. that ever. He's also the best that ever bounced a basketball. Do you think he would be someone that looks at who's a who's a not great basketball? I think player? if Michael Jordan saw me try to do a layup, he would be like, "Who's a who's a not great?" He would be bra- instead of laughing at me like, "Look at this fat guy. He's look look that's funny." No, he'd be like, "Well, he thinks he's as good as me. No, he's not as good as me." I guarantee that that's but just every thought that ever goes through his head. Maybe maybe you can answer this for me cuz I'm just I'm not knowledgeable enough in sports. Who would you say is a extremely popular basketball player who's not very good? An extremely popular basketball player that's not very good. If I go like all time, I'm I'm asking for just an example. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for the answer. I'm looking for a answer. If you can do it, can you do it? I want to say that's, maybe that's tough off the top of my I head. I kind of want to say maybe like there's some that they're not, they're not considered greatest of all time though. Like a, uh, I think back into the '90s, like Larry Johnson. He had some. Okay. He had some really good. Okay, I think Larry Johnson's a fine enough example. He like, did Grandmama. Yeah. Do you? Think but he was pretty mediocre. He didn't live up to the expectations. Or Penny Hardaway. As much as as much he had as injuries, Michael he Jordan, didn't live up to the expectations. As much as Michael Jordan is a competitive, like literal monster. If someone came up to Michael, but he's Jordan not a monster. He was. He's not a monster. He beat the yeah. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam Two coming. Oh boy. Le- LeBron. I bet I bet he has nothing to do with it. I bet LeBron, he doesn't even have a cameo. LeBron made a bad call recently too. <laughs> James uh, LeBron James bad call. LeBron, it was not LeBron a Jake, Jake Dahl good call. Nope, LeBron James <laughs> uh, bad games. Nope, Hon- nope. Kong, we're not going to go with that Hong one. Hong Kong Fui over yeah, here. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> Boy, LeBron. 
History not going to look kindly on you. Or, I mean, the way things are going, perhaps you will be history's greatest hero. Yeah, who knows? Do you know Do you know that stuff about Blizzard? But before I get away from that Michael Jordan thing too My far, son keeps talking about it. Before I get away from the the Jordan thing, the, the only thing I was trying to say is, if Michael Jordan was came, someone came up to Michael Jordan in an interview at the time and said, hey, what do you think of Larry Johnson? Do you think Michael Jordan would say, eh, he's not even really a basketball player? Probably. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all, of that. that's all I was shooting for. The Blizzard thing is just, so you know what happened? Yes, no, maybe so? Uh, I just know what's going on in Hong Kong, and uh, people are giving their opinions, whether it's yeah, pro or anti-government, and people are some guy going who after hearts, each other. Because we don't have enough problems here to worry about. Now everybody's worried about Hong Kong, too. China got China got bad fingers in America. This oh, is yeah. gonna go this is gonna go real bad. No, I watched a thing about billionaires yesterday and in nineteen eighty seven there was like one billionaire in China and now there's like thousands of billionaires in China. It is troublesome. And everybody else is pretty yeah, I was listening to, I've been listening to some podcasts that have talked about this and they've said that like this is something that has been going wrong for a long time and this is a catalyst and it it is sometimes a little unnerving to think about if, if a fist closes, that it might close bad. Because mm-hmm. a lot of rich people have let China get a lot of influence. Which is, I mean, that's the NBA thing is, you know, MB, or, you know, we'll just talk about this one. Is Basically what Blizzard did is some dude won a Hearthstone tournament and while he was being interviewed... Um, said something said something in support of Hong Kong protesters. And literally, if you watch the tape, the two guys who are the casters who are interviewing him, when he starts talking about that, they dive under the table. Wow. Those two guys who those two guys got banned. Hmm. That dude had his prize money stripped of him and he got a he got banned from like playing Hearthstone. Right. I think they've they've I don't remember if it was a like forever ban. And they've dialed it back, or if it was like a year-long ban, they've dialed it back to something like six months. But like, the fact of the matter is, if like China takes that stuff way seriously, and if right. China was to say Blizzard, because that dude said that on your cast, well, you you don't do business in China anymore, that would probably destroy Blizzard. I know that there's a lot of controversy about like uh, Marvel is one that would really kowtow to them, yeah, and change their like they inserted characters that didn't even exist in the regular movie like iron man 3 there's a doctor he's a chinese doctor i think he actually is in the movie and saves tony stark but they gave him a whole like storyline like a 10 minute storyline in the movie that didn't exist i wouldn't say that i'm out i mean if it like i'm you know i'm a proponent of there being represent more representation in movies yeah, but that's not what it was about. If it was representation, that character would have had more to do in the movie. You're not wrong. They were they added something that they didn't feel was good enough for the or regular movie you, for the, the Chinese about, release. You've heard the stuff about that Tarantino's fighting. Yeah, that's where I was actually going to bring that up. I was up. bummed out to find out that Bruce Lee's family basically was behind that. See, the, the funny thing is, I thought I read that his daughter, I guess his daughter didn't like it at first, and then she was kind of more okay with it but yeah, maybe I, maybe now maybe that it's it been out for a while she can maybe it was clickbait stuff but i saw headlines that basically said that she was the one that really spearheaded i don't think that. what he did with bruce lee and i mean clearly that movie is a a fantasy of reality yeah i don't think anybody watches that and goes that's what bruce lee was really like and i don't i don't think watching it you'd go boy bruce lee what a jerk 
I think it was just kind of Bruce Lee kind of was maybe a little cocky in the movie. But other than that, what else? What's the other character flaw of Bruce Lee? Because they show him in other parts in the movie. You didn't see the Steve McQueen estate coming in and say, you know what? It really bugs us. Our dad did not want her that way. Well, they show him later in the movie and Bruce Lee is teaching Sharon Tate how to like do karate. He seems like a decent person. He's just a little cocky and Brad Pitt's character calls him out for it. And then at the end, you know, they, they end up having a draw basically and they're both like oh, i didn't i won he, he didn't win and then what's wrong with that that's just good natured fun i don't know it doesn't matter so much one way or the other to me at the end of it they portray bruce lee as having a pretty fragile ego but whatever i mean that's I mean, hollywood whatever. that's hollywood everybody in hollywood has a fragile ego are you guaranteeing that i guarantee it the good thing but, to come out of it, though, you is guaranteed that it, since Tarant- do you guarantee it? I guarantee. Oh. Since Tarantino can't release it in China, he's going to re-release it here this Friday yeah. with 10 more minutes. I'm Are super excited. Are you going to see it? Uh, at least twice. I don't know what it is about that wow. movie that I... Hey, I'm going to go what? see it by myself. What power to you? As far as I know right now, I'm not on any shows this weekend, so I'll go see it Friday or Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm going to take my wife and make her see it on the big screen where it's supposed to be seen. I think The Lighthouse is being released somewhere in Salt Lake next week. And I'm really oh, really? going to try and go see that. Yeah, that, that looks like it's going to be I'm really going to try and go see it, and I wonder how I wonder how I'm going to come out the other end of that movie. <laughs> Before, we're, we're about an hour in. We, we need to... We need to, we need to wrap up a few. Th- yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going to give you something that I saw. Uh, Brett McKenzie is going to reboot uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that could be pretty cool. We'll see. Look at the songs he wrote for The Muppets. It's an interesting, you know, it's not a bad guy to do it. I think he obviously has a love for The Muppets. And that's what The Muppets need right now. That's what The Muppets have been missing basically in the last few years i mean the everybody that was behind the muppets loved it and it was amazing you could tell you know where the muppets love is now it's in that netflix dark crystal series well that's that's more jim henson's creature workshop that's nothing to do with the muppets otherwise it would be on disney you know what uh, oof oof a goof don't get me travis don't get me started (laughs) but i think the muppets need some love and if this is what what it takes to to get that going I'm just I'm I watched this thing about Jim Henson. We'll we'll talk about it on the next episode because we're running out of time. But man, it's I love the Muppets. I have since I was a little kid, and I just want something good to happen for the Muppets. So I thought I'd bring that up. I know you like you really love the Emmett Otter's jug band. We I talked do. about it, it is, last year. I knew that was an, one that it is really just a it's a magical thing like it was a special place in, in your memory. It's, so it's in that Jim Henson milieu of like the Dark Crystal of Jim Henson wanted to do a thing and he did a thing that was solely you know, it, it, it's a, it's just a cute thing that he did that was just something he I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain that. Or I right. don't explain it. He did a thing he wanted to do. For sure. Yeah. He did. And it's very unique, and it's very... I guess it is a Muppets property, because Kermit is in it. Oh, he is in it, huh? Yeah, he, he like introduces, introduces it. He's it. kind of the narrator. I, I forgot the, about that. the Riverbottom Nightmare Band is mean to him. I don't know if that's one that Disney bought or not, though. I don't know if it'll just be a separate thing. I have no... If Jim Henson's estate still owns it, or what? It's very complicated. I hope like, Disney gets it, because Disney really doesn't have a lot right now. Disney wanted the Sesame Street Muppets. You know, they never got a hold of them, 
but they really wanted them. That was Travis. Disney wants everything. There is nothing Disney does not want. That's true, but they're never going to get them now because HBO has them. But until Disney buys HBO, I guess. Before Jim Henson died, they wanted the Sesame Street Muppets along with everything else. Oh, yeah. yeah, you should watch the the documentary, and we can talk about it on the next episode. It it's just time. YouTube videos. They're like tw- I think there's three or four of them. They're like Jim Henson fashion. That that clip of the it's AB- really really good ABCs with the little girl that keeps saying Cookie Monster. That, that they bring that the up in again. there too. Yeah, that thing is that thing is so good. Glo- it is one of the best things ever made. Oh, 100 percent. Because it's you know it's improvised. Right. Jim plays along with it. He mm-hmm. absolutely he makes Kermit a real person. <laughs> yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. If you have the time, watch it. We'll talk about it or on since the we're episode in, next week. Since we're in the Halloween season, the you know little gif of uh, Kermit biting Vincent Price on the neck is so damn funny. <laughs> we, should, we have to talk about, as before we close out... We literally out, have to. The episode 9 trailer. Yeah, we just we watched close. it before we started recording. We'd both seen it already. It just brings more questions. I, I still don't know the arc of this movie. Yeah, I, I am excited. I'm it actually made me more excited to see it because it didn't really answer anything. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, who's going to die. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. The only thing that I get out of that, I get lots of really neat and evocative images. The mm-hmm. only thing I really get out of that trailer is 3PO going to die and it's going to make me real sad. Well, in that f- that first trailer, remember, uh, 3PO had red eyes for a moment. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's it's a and it's this a good one the back of his view. head is opened up and there's this little creature three PO took welding yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on yeah I don't know what's going on with three PO they've really in these movies kind of pushed R two to the side so I don't know what's going to happen maybe that's just to prepare us for we'll see. for Get their it. destruction I don't know I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie and All I know I'm kind of glad I don't really know anything I want it to make a buttload of movie because I want more Star Wars movies and I know the Sky, the Skywalker saga is ending I'm fine with Travis, that Travis I have good news for you what Disney is going to make a lot more Star Wars yeah. movies <laughs> I know but they kind of pulled back after Solo but I, I've said it on here a hundred times I really liked Solo Travis yes Jake Mandalorian Jake. will be on Disney Plus oh yeah in like what three weeks <laughs> rise of skywalker is going to happen based on that uh i i think i i'm pretty sure they have other properties i they are you Disney, know they are making more star Wars. i'm really excited to see rebels because i haven't seen a single episode because rebels started basically like the week after i cut the cord on cable so i've never seen a single episode of it yeah so i'm excited to watch that all of the clone Wars stuff is going to be on there including the new ones are going to uh, they're gonna make Mandalorian does look so good, and there's so many people in it that I I'm excited to I see. I love it. Carl Weathers. I'm really interested to see Werner Herzog, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte. <laughs> you still have not treated yourself, have you, Travis? No, I can't find it. Eventually, it's gonna pop up somewhere. And I want to watch I will Point Break again. Break. I think Point Break made me. Is realize Nick Nolte in Point Break? Nick Nolte. No, it's Gary Busey. Okay. No, nope, it's Gary Busey. I was Busey. like, I didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> Gary Busey is in uh, Point Break, and I think you get to see his toes, and it's a real bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have, like, uh, tree toes or something? He's, uh, I have a distinct, like, trauma memory of Gary Busey's toes in Point Break. 
And we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Is it a Quentin Tarantino movie if there's feet in it? I, I think even Tarantino would turn these toes away. I'm wondering how many more feet are in this new 10 Tarantino minutes that I'm going to see would turn up weekend. his nose at those toes. <laughs> uh, so the n- episode 9 trailer, it, it looks really good. There's so many spaceships in it. Yeah, I will tell you what. That is one of the best things the new movies has been able to do is make the really be able to play with scale and mm-hmm. and like I, I it's difficult to explain of how they make the starships look really cool at the very beginning it's uh uh ray running through the forest it looks like indoor she runs past a helmet yeah. is that supposed to be princess leia's helmet from 40 years ago that'd be weird but or is that a helmet she was wearing because she was on a speeder bike because if they bring back speeder bikes for this, I'm going to be super happy. Well, I mean, she kind of had a speeder bike at the very when she's introduced. But she had the cream flying sickle. through through indoor, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. I love that segment in or that scene in uh, oh, Return fun. of the like, Jedi. The making of all that stuff with the puppet puppetry and stuff is right. really cool. Yeah. Ah, it's so cool, man. It, nostalgia. Yes, I'm a, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. nostalgia. Ain't it so great? Ain't it a real, real bit? <laughs> it can be because sometimes things don't live up to how we remember them. <laughs> or sometimes we think it should be a thing and it doesn't end up being that thing. And then we right. feel like we've been wronged because do the thing like I want you to. Just do the thing like I want you to. That's probably nine tenths of the problem with the new Star Wars movies and why people don't like them. Oh, yeah. Because it didn't go the way that people wanted it to. There is a sect of people that... All the la- like people can't see the last Jedi outside of you did not do the thing I wanted you to do. Admittedly, equals bad. One of the big problems I have with it is you never had the reunion of Luke, Leia, and Han all together. Yeah, it kind of it still bums me out, you know. But oh well. All right, we should wrap this puppy up. <laughs> Let's wrap her on up. Oh, Rosie. Oh, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I wasn't even doing John Goodman. So, shall we do Magic Mike? Let's then? do some Magic Mike. Uh, since we are in the Star Wars universe, all right. Why don't we talk to Yoda? Yoda. All right, we can do that. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I am super ready. All right. Strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. Here I am. <laughs> hey, Yoda. Mm. Welcome back. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Haven't seen you for a while. Hello. What's new? To be here. Glad I am. We are glad to have you as a guest. Mm. Glad, sure, glad we are. Mm. Right? Yes. The um, dark side mm, has so, not gotten a hold of me yet. Good. Mm. Very good. Mm. So how you... So, look, man. They put out the new trailer for the, uh, the, the final movie in the saga. Mm. The new trailer of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I have seen... I have. Mm. Uh, you really? Yes. High-speed internet. We have where I reside. Can you give us any insider? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so, by my measurement of the what your way you speak, I you just said s- not the entire movie. I have not seen. No. Mm. <laughs> oh, the trailer alone well, have I seen. You were part of the production, right? Maybe. Maybe not. Wait, by your speak, you just said maybe, not maybe. Exactly. So you're in it. In the movie, I am. Perhaps. Huh. Wow. 
You're really cutting it out there. Um, Find out you will eventually. So, you, you know, you were in The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi, Did you I know was. Did plot was going to... Because, you know, you, you go in, you film some scenes... Sometimes you don't film know where, scenes. I did. Sometimes I mean, did did uh, Ryan Johnson? Did he let you go know where the story was going, or you just you film your scenes, the sacred texts? You're out of there. Out of there, I was very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know where the movie was going then. You just knew that. You just knew that you had to help Luke out with like, hey, buddy, like I'm gonna blow up this tree, the sacred text, even though Ray did get the secret text, didn't she? Know about Luke's death. I did. Not. Oh. So in the end, how do you feel about the way The Last Jedi went? Being someone who was part of production, but didn't know the whole story. Very good. My scenes were. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, mm. that, that's true. I'm not going to say that. That's wrong. That was true. But how did you feel about this, where the story went? Once you saw... Have you, have you seen The Last Jedi, Yona? The Last Jedi scene, have I? Yes. You do have the high-speed internet. Yes. What'd you think of it? Stream on Netflix, I did. Mm. That, yes, that is on Netflix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Man, I haven't seen that movie mm. in a while. In the Force Zone, we have it. That's what I call it. In the Force Zone? The Force Zone. Where, mm. where exactly? Show me on your body where the Force Zone is. Second star to the right. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know you had those kind of tattoos, Yoda. Mm. Peter Pan, I have read. Yoda, do you have a tramp stamp? Tramp stamp Yoda has not. Okay, good, good, good. You're classy. You're classy. Classy Yoda is. So, Yoda, once the saga's over, what are you going to do with yourself? Disneyland, I think I will visit. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Can you Fast go on? pass, I will get. Yeah, but can you go on the rides? Float, I can. Oh, so he, you subscribe to that Travis Tate thing of like, you know, like I can trick the scale or I can trick the, you know, the little sign that says how tall you got to be. You just put on a trench coat and you just, instead of three kids in a trench coat, you're just one floating Yoda in a trench coat. On top of Donald Duck's shoulders, I will stand. Is that how you mm. buy beer, Yoda? <laughs> buy beer, Yoda does not need what? to. <laughs> you really, you more of a... Midichlorians, not affected by alcohol. Midichlorians, midichlorians. <laughs> is, is Yoda talking about the green? The green. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda, are you all right? Yoda, did I, I'm sorry, did I stumble upon a little uh, special secret of where the force comes from? The swamps of Dagobah, things grow well yeah. in. <laughs> you had a little hydroponics thing going uh, on? Yes. You, know, you, were, you were alone there for a long time. The home you see me in, in Empire Strikes Back, not my home it was, was my, uh, how do you say, uh, 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 box, uh, hot box, <laughs> hot box. Uh, yes, you know, I mean, Skywalker OG got to come from somewhere, right? Mm. <laughs> oh. Yes, well, Yoda, like, so you more of a you more of a higher, smoke man, higher like, than an X Wing fighter, Yoda, you do dabs, gets. you edibles. What do you what do you like to do, Yoda? All of the above, okay, Yoda, Yoda does. Yoda's just like you're the Doug Benson of Dagobah, huh? My own strain, I should have. <laughs> Getting Dagobah with high. Yep. Small but powerful. All right. Well, Yoda, <laughs> the Yoda strain is. Yoda, are you? So you gonna get out, get out there and see Last Skywalker? You got your tickets yet? Tickets? I have not gotten. Oh, Yoda, you know I'm in that place. I'm in that procrastination zone again, where like I hate the idea that in like uh, October I have to figure out how I'm gonna see a movie in December. Go the next day. I will. 
Does that work out well? Indeed. It's a lot of restraint. Mm, yes. I got to be in those opening. Meditate the first night I will. Oh, mm. That's a lot of meditation. <laughs> anyway, Yoda. Yoda, it's been a pleasure. To be here. Glad I'm gonna I am. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to cast you back to the green zone. <laughs> wake and bake. Like bake and wake. Sorry. Like, softly hear the sound of a bong in the background. <laughs> we just did ASMR. <laughs> Well, Trav. If, if there's an opposite of ASMR, it's... It's just a didgeridoo. I don't know. Maybe hey, guess who doesn't really know anything about ASMR? Or didgeridoos. I just know when, when I get close to a microphone and just do dumb things with my mouth, I just go like, well, that's ASMR. All right. I think ASMR is just like very soothing almost white noise right like things that are soothing and make you feel i think asmr asmr has that same cilantro thing either you have the gene that makes it so that you totally get that the tingling sensation on the back of your head that people talk about or you just don't and you're like this is dumb Mm, i also get douche chills so i don't know it's hard to it's hard to tell the difference between are you getting them right now travis no no not right now no well anyway buddy hey you got anything to promote for us my man uh just follow me on totally at the end of the road yeah We've come to the end of the road, and I can't let go. Oh, seems unnatural. It's, you belong to me. I belong to you. <laughs> I'm pulling the ripcord on this bit. <laughs> All right. You got anything uh, going on in the upcoming, my man? Not immediately. Just follow me on uh, social media, at Travis Tate Funny. You can find me on all of those things, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, come to shows whenever I talk. Uh, Talk about being on a show. Everybody that came to my show, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, gave out a f- few free T-shirts because people uh, uh, paid for their tickets ahead of time. I like to do that occasionally. It's just uh, an incentive. There you go. An incentive to buy those tickets ahead of time so I don't get texts going, are you going to have anybody at this show? <laughs> because those texts are not fun. I can I can only imagine. It make it kind of takes the fun out of it to be honest with you. I can only to be imagine. completely. I can only imagine. Anyway, is that a real thing? That song? Yeah, it's like a country spiritual song that they play on FM 100. They play it every single morning, and it's just over and over. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. It's a haunting rendition. Like I can only imagine that you write more All this lyrics. Good music has been coming out that I love, and now I get this. Yep, it's Thank basically you. the Christmas shoes. But you could get to listen to it all year long. Well, if uh, if you're someone who uh, is interested in discussing the Christmas shoes, later to the tater at gmail.com is where you want to direct your uh, Christmas shoes themed emails or any other ones. We'd love to hear from some people. Uh, if you have enjoyed this this thing, uh, we would love it if you would go and subscribe to our podcast. If you could. While listening to these dulcet tones, please rate our podcast. Five stars goes a long way for us. Give us a one-sentence review. It gives us visibility on the uh, the iTunes charts, the Apple Podcast charts. I guess that's not really a thing anymore. Uh, Word of mouth is great. Please tell people about it. We'd love to get more people in the door on this. If mama meets Jesus If mama meets Jesus, she would say, hey, Jesus, uh, Blue Wave Theory... Does the music for the opening and closing of Late to the Party with Travis. And, and not really the Christmas shoes. It. Not the Christmas <laughs> shoes. 
Did we, do we have to pay for that now, the Christmas shoes? No, because you were talking while I was singing oh. it, so I think that, that negates it. That's a Jake doll good call. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, four good calls everywhere. This has been Late to the Pie with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never.